Surprise! I'm still not dead. Again. I didn't get strangled last week. I just had dicks in my mouth. Those kids put their dicks in my mouth. What's funny is they were five and six years old, and five plus six is 11. And I wasn't even planning on making this episode 11 when I wrote it. It just worked out that way. One, 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 one. I was also recently told that 11 is a magic number. And there's one more reason that this is episode 11. And then there's also one more reason. And there's probably even one more reason. That's how things go. And that seems to be my natural order for this week being even busier than I was last week. It wasn't supposed to be like the kid dicks in my mouth, but stuff just kept coming up. And then I got really far down the rabbit hole with the shirts and research and signing up and getting all the difficult details all Albert. And I keep getting better and better with my elbow, so I've been using that to travel, and I figured out that it takes me through space and time. So I've been playing God a little extra, and I was even able to operate with it, but now my throat has missing skin and my stomach keeps filling with blood, and then I just shit it all out. And since I'm standing, it's just splashing all over the place. Maybe that's why nobody contributed to the Patreon. I got the impression that you guys didn't like it, and I get it. I don't really like it either. But... Because of last week's episode, those kids got sponsored. They're getting that movie deal and their own podcast. And all I got was a shout out for my garbage truck sound effects. But fuck, this is how villains are born. I'm pretty salty about it. I'm not pirate salty, but like Doritos salty. Among my Alpole adventures through time, I went back and I actually encountered the very first pirate that told someone to shiver his timbers. He was so confident because the person that he told was confused as fuck, but they didn't even bother to question it because he was just like, shiver me timbers. Unless that was already a thing. Lots of people and pirates were already shivering their timbers. And when that first dude said it, they were like, fuck yeah, shiver me timbers. Meanwhile, trees were like, y'all don't know shit about shivering timbers. If I am to be a villain, I know my real power. Using the tone of my voice, I am able to empower myself with any ability that the tone may imply and embody. Large and powerful. As tiny as a whisper. It's the same as when I used my alcohol. That's how I discovered it. If I want to travel back to when the dinosaurs were, I just rip one that sounds like a dinosaur and bam, there I am. It happened on accident that first time. I wouldn't have chosen to go back to that time period. I don't care about Peggy the Stegosaurus. Although, once I was there, I was really curious if any cavemen were homeless. 
So go ahead and add space and time travel to the ever-growing list of incredible incentives as invitation to interact with the Tunana Shoe podcast. Even while I'm caveless and can't even get a dollar, I can't wait to give this speech at my funeral. Really? Yeah, I got to. That's the kind of ghost you want to be? One that gives speeches? Well, no. One, 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 one. That one is one that has haunted me and my sister for years now. One day, she told me that she had that song in her head and she thought that it was somebody like Missy Elliott or someone like that. And that was like all that she could remember was just one, 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 one. And her and I both, together and independently, have spent hours and days and years trying to find it. At one point, we were so worked up and defeated that we were just like, let's never talk about this ever again. And we hadn't for at least a year or two or more. And then, all of a sudden this week, she texted that to me. And it was weird because that was after I'd been told that 11 was a magic number, which is essentially just 1-1. One, one. So I'm going to get you fuckers tangled up in this magic and pull you down this rabbit hole with me. Because that's just the first three ones of why 40 is 11 after 39. I think my second dose also triggered the villain in me. Things were mostly the same this time around. There were more black people. There were less people there getting it, but I was also earlier than I was the last time. And only one of them asked me if I had any questions. The first one was, do you know what's in that shot? Again, it was a woman, and I think that means both times all people administering were women which pairs nicely with my paranoia, and of course, uh, Chianti or Rosé. So this woman, this female-gendered person, I ask her, do you know what's in it? And she stares at me a little bit longer the way that women tend to do. She wasn't black. Not important. I just felt that I should mention that now. So she stares at me like a woman, and she says yes, and stares some more. So I ask her, what's in it? And she stares a little more, shifts her glance, lists off a couple things, and then doesn't seem to know. So I call her on it. I'm like, you don't know. And she's like, you don't know either. And so I'm like, you don't know, and I don't know. And we're going to put this in my body. And then her woman look gets even more woman looky. She shifts how she's holding it from like a shot to like a knife, and she stabs me several times before pushing the plunger down. Ow! I groan like a man. Then she slaps the band-aid on my mouth and says I have 15 minutes to cry if I want to. I use my alpole to transport my car seat out of the car, and then I ask her if she has something I can sit on and she looks inside confused, wondering where the seat went. She looks down at her watch, sees it's only been 11 minutes, shrugs, and looks back up to tell me I can go ahead and go anyway. 
I finish my Chianti, then the Rosé. I toss both glasses out the window and pull the Band-Aid off of my mouth. I slap it over my eye, yell out, Shiver me, Timbers! And then I remember. I have to stop, and I ask her if she has any extra needles that I can use. I promised a five and a six-year-old some future heroin. Obviously, that's not how that happened, but the rest of that day I felt pretty okay. The next day, I was slightly off. My skin kind of hurt, but that's not too irregular for me, really. And then the day after that, I woke up feeling a lot more Albert than I have in who knows how long. It was like as soon as I woke up, too, right when my eyes opened, my mind was just boom, there, like it never is that early. I had more energy and shit throughout that day. Maybe it's just the relief that I still wasn't dead, or that I wasn't sick or anything from it yet. Or it was that I had felt shittier that it allowed me to actually rest more and get the type of sleep that I needed. Last week was a busy week. I did a lot more than I usually do, and this week was just as much, if not busier so far. I did a ton of research, and I had to do a ton of work on all these different sites trying to get this shit right. I'm single-handedly building a business. Not arrogantly or selfishly. I want this as much for me as I want to share it with other people like me or people that can benefit from me. And the more I get to do this, the more I get to do that. The Patreon, I'll probably poll and maybe offer those services on the site with the shirts. But that's really what I'm excited about and investing so much in and that I think that you're getting a fair exchange from. More than fair, really. That's my soapbox. That's my serious. And before I get off that entirely, I didn't give drugs to kids and I didn't have their dicks in my mouth. They never really even existed. Remember, this is episode 11, so I've looped us back into some weird alternate timeline dimension altercation. And the real big one, the big reason I skipped 11 back in the first place was for this. That's what I wish. I wish I had the foresight for that and I'd planned that. It was for Louie. He's got a bit about 9-11 deniers, and I wanted to be one of them. And that's it. That's all I have written for this week that I don't even feel good about. So I'm going to tell you a story, and it's about spit bubbles. I don't know how many of you have ever known the joys of blowing spit bubbles. Well, when I was a kid, it really fit me. I really loved blowing spit bubbles. I liked the way it held my focus and let my mind wander as I felt that feeling of mild tension with it expanding on my lips slowly and gradually and gently increasing that before the tension caused it to pop. This was back when I was still mostly unbridled spaceman, where I was still young enough that it was okay, it was acceptable for me to get that 10,000-yard stare. My big blue eyes glossed over in my big head, 
And there's also a subtle, delicate temperature shift that comes from blowing spit bubbles because the way that you breathe the air out of your throat, you're using hot air, and it does feel warm with the spit as it's first coming out of your mouth, but usually by the time that it pops, it's gotten cold, and it's cold on your lips when it does. So young, almost autistic, spaceman, bubble-blowing me is out with my family one day. We're out to dinner, and it must have been one of the places that was a bit nicer than where we usually went, which is why my dad must have told me this. Quit playing with your spit, you look like a fucking retard. I was pretty surprised because obviously I had blown enough spit bubbles to be a real spit bubble connoisseur until this moment. But I was a good boy, and I always did what I was told. Plus my dad was scary. I recently thought of this moment because it's one of those I can look back on and in doing so it reminds me that I have always been who I am. Almost any other kid at that age would have stopped then or kept doing it then. And if they had done either, at some point they probably would have continued doing it then or maybe just not done it around that parent, that person that told them not to. But not me. I should have been too young for this type of extremity, but I remember thinking that I would never do that again. And I didn't. It wasn't until I was way older that I actually did blow a spit bubble, and now, even still, every time I do, that comes to mind. So if you don't want to do the Patreon, and if you don't want to get any shirts, blow some spit bubbles for your homie. But that was a good lesson to learn. I did need to learn and learn that way. I'm going to tell you one more story. So there was this restaurant that I worked at probably around like 2008 or 2009. It was only my second real cooking job after only having like two weeks of experience. So almost anything could have happened at this place. And maybe I wouldn't have known better. Maybe it would have shaped me for the rest of my career. Luckily, I wasn't there too long. Because this place was fucking awful. Especially in hindsight, once I realized how badly they took advantage of me and just completely fucked me and treated me like shit there. But despite all that, I just discovered my passion. That I wanted to be a cook. I thought this was part of that. So I was willing to put up with just about anything to do that. Plus, I was supporting myself with the very first apartment that I had gotten myself and two other people. Despite all the fucked up shit at this place, there was some really good stuff that I was able to find and take from it. One of my favorites was probably this persona I adapted as one of my personalities in the kitchen. We had this grill cook. And anybody that's worked restaurants knows how grill cooks are. And this dude was Puerto Rican. Anyone that knows Puerto Ricans knows how Puerto Ricans are. So we got this Puerto Rican grill cook and this fucking twisted shit storm of a restaurant. And all the other grungy sludge of characters that wound up there didn't quite match this guy. The fucker was loud. He always had to say something about something, just every single thing that came up. And the kitchen was so small that everyone always heard him. I was the closest one to him, and he bugged the fuck out of me. I thought he was so goddamn annoying. 
I remember just wishing he would shut the fuck up. I don't remember how long after it was that I realized what he was doing and why, or when I started doing it myself. But there's something about that energy, that persona, in that type of environment. It's like the way acid brightens up and cuts the fat in a certain dish. Something about constant annoyance that helps redirect your rage and turn it to that silly, giggly kind of energy. It somehow just alleviates and relieves this building stress and tension and angry reaction to things. It's like Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan is just constantly bombarding you with this fucking nonsense. In the wrong mood, you're glad he got hit by the truck. But in the right mood, it's fucking hilarious. You laugh in a way that you don't in any other way. I imagine this was how jesters were back in the day. So as a sacred clown, it's fitting that I would have been drawn to this. I remember it was how I won over this one dude that almost nobody liked. I learned some shit about him later that explained that, but still, most people just didn't want to be around when didn't want to work with him and didn't like it when they had to. I felt that too, but I was just silly and stupid and annoying when I was around him. All the time, I just kept that jester energy going. Even when he was such a dick to me. And then I had to work with him even more. So I kept at it. And he kept being a dick. I kept out of his way and learned to keep up with him. And then one day, I'm sweeping. And this particular day, I decided to use my onomatopoeia while I was sweeping. So every stroke to match the stroke was a sweep, 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 sweep. And I caught a small smile in the corner of his mouth. And after that, and continuing to keep out of his way and keeping up with him, he would start to teach me things. At first, it was just kind of a couple little comments. But I was like, shit, this dude really knows his shit. If you'll remember the asshole to ability ratio I talked about way back a while ago. To this day, he's explained risotto better than anyone else I've ever heard. After we didn't work together anymore, he ended up being really cool to me too. Like every time there's like a big step for him or me or something, I mean, we'd always show up for each other. And there's this sense of respect. I get these weird ticks in my head, this random thought that's just like divinely delivered into my brain. I don't know where it came from or how, but it's there. It's usually pretty random and kind of disturbing. And my almost autist brain will just keep turning it over until I do something with it. I get it out of my head somehow. I tell somebody about it. I write it down or do something with it. I remember the first one. It just kept going and going and going. It was like two weeks. And then finally, I was hanging out with one of my friends. And I was like, I want to punch a dog in the head. He's like, what? I was like, I don't know. It's just this thought that I've had in my head that I just keep thinking about for some reason. And then I was free from it. Not everything I think is that way, but for some reason, dicks in my mouth was one for this week. And they're not always that way. 
For about a month now, there's been one that at some point I was hoping it would feel right to tell a specific individual. And that hasn't happened. Because I feel like there have been so many people in my life that should have heard this and known this, and that there are still so many people out there that I think need to know it. No matter who or how you are, there is someone in this world who will love you exactly the way you are. And that's not just me justifying all the terrible shit that I say. Or maybe it is. Let me know what you think, and let me know if there's anything special you want for next week with our 10-episode finale. I always try to go hard for those, and I feel like they're usually fairly good. Or I'm just in a good enough groove and relieved to be taking a break that it feels better. As I bid you adieu, there is something that I would like you to do. And it's not going to help me out. It's not going to support me or give me money or traffic or stats or anything like that. So don't worry. I would like for you to type into your internet address bar to nanashoe.com. It will redirect you to the shirt site, which is currently being hosted on Square. But it's mine, and I'm proud of it. I've put a lot of work into it so far. And I'm going to have to put a whole lot more. So if some fan out there wants to do web stuff for me, let me know that too. Because I would be more than happy to have the right person help. That's where all my extra energy went this week. So if you think this episode sucked, that's why. And if you think that sucks too, good for you. I respect that. Whichever side you're on, get the fuck out of here now. Bye.